said that I would quit Alright, I promise no more after this My evil twin Bad weather friend Someone keeps moving my Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. No, sorry, it's not the Bare Naked Ladies. It is They Might Be Giants, and I am here with Tracy Steven, who is one of the hosts of the Bare Naked ABC's podcast, and we're going to talk about the song, the They Might Be Giants song, Meet the Elements, off of Here Comes Science. Iron is a metal, you see it every day Oxygen eventually will make it rust away Carbon in its ordinary form is coal Crush it together and diamonds are born Come on, come on and meet the elements May I introduce you to our friends the elements Like a box of Tracy, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for inviting me on. Sorry. Yeah, well, you guys had me on to talk about um, Daydreaming, the Bare Naked Ladies song, uh, back in the spring. When was it? It was a long time. I was going to say, it's been, been a long time. Sorry it's taken so long to get this together. <laughs> no, that's that's okay. So why don't you tell the folks about uh, your podcast that you co-host? So very similar to the podcast that you're doing, um, except that I do it with Bare Naked Ladies. And uh, we're doing it alphabetically, though. Um, so we, yep. we go through all the songs that they've done, but they're, we're hitting them alphabetically from 7 to Y. There's no Z songs yet, but we'll see. They're, they're, they got another <laughs> album coming out next year, so we know, who knows? We might have to change that. Um, so just be just before we actually started the podcast, they released a brand new album, and we had it was they had mm-hmm. a song on it called Twenty Twenty Hindsight, and we're like, oh no, that's <laughs> bad. That now has to become like the second song that we review out of all of this podcast. We better get on this. So, <laughs> so where where are you at in the alphabet right now? Right now, we just are in the middle of the G's. And you guys have been going for like two years, haven't you? About two years. It will be two years this January. Yeah, I'm about to hit one year. Uh, Released our first episode around Thanksgiving last year. Or my first episode, rather. Congratulations uh, on the anniversary. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't believe you guys are only into the... Jeez, how many... 
Yeah, I'm I'm not a bare naked ladies completist, but how how many? So this is their what what studio album number is is this? They just this is I'm gonna get it wrong. I want to say it's their fifteenth studio album. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. So it's, not quite as many as the Giants, but uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I know we're not, the, uh, we're not the, even covering their outside projects. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the the Johns uh, have done a couple of different non-Giants things, at least back in the '90s. But I'm saving those. Those are like Patreon episodes. I've already done one about John Linnell's solo album and one about john flansburg's side band he had going for a bit there uh yeah because it's already nuts how many how many does they how many do they my how many do they they them it um (laughs) they might be giants have well if you just count proper studio albums let's see 22 whoo you are in for the long haul my friend yeah <laughs> and it's it's hard to tell exactly how many songs they have if you like they're the this might be a wiki it's very extensive and if you go to uh the list of songs uh it has listed let's see what's it at right now 910 songs Woo. <clears throat> however that lists uh separately like if there's a demo version that's been released or a proper live version so it's not quite that high yeah but it's still it'll... something like 700 songs or something wow yeah you're gonna be doing it for a long <laughs> yeah. time <laughs> yeah and th- this will be let's see when this comes out i think it'll be maybe episode 59 or 60 so i still got a while to go yeah you, i mean <laughs> you're talking like 14 15 years <laughs> I mean, we've only got, I'm not sure if you're... we've only got 270 songs to cover. Like, and I'm like, well, we're never gonna we're never gonna hit that Y song that that I'm looking forward to. But you, <laughs> you for the Y's, like, it's gonna take forever. Well, actually, you're not doing it alphabetically, so no. Yeah, I'm just kind of doing it based on uh, well, I mean, what my guests pick and when the guests are available. So <laughs> you know. But I'm I'm trying to space them out between like big hits and uh, weird deep cuts and stuff like that. But uh, it's kind of just uh, flying by the seat of my pants here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, your history of being a fan of They Might Be Giants. I I know we we talked about it a little bit back on the Bare Naked Ladies uh, episode, but um, I want some some uh, specifics. How, where, when, where, how did you first hear they might be giants? So, without even realizing it, of course, I've heard a number of of they might be giants songs and never attributed it to this band. Um, so, of course, the one from uh, the Freddie. Uh, oh man, now I'm blanking. Uh, Freddie Muniz uh, show. Um, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny that um, you came up with his name before the, name of the <laughs> character. Yeah, so boss of me. Um, I, that would be the first exposure I think I've had. But of course, I, I like I've heard them on the radio and I've heard their like Istanbul and, and hits like that without realizing that it was connected to this band. Um, and so I've I've listened to them for a long time without realizing it. Um. At the same time, like, never really tapped into it. I think what really finally got me tapped into it was when I started the BNL podcast, 
Aaron mm -hmm. kept referencing them. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have, I have to go out and listen to some of this stuff. Um, and with, with having kids, every time we hit a kid's song, he'd be like, oh, yeah, but the, the They Might Be Giants album albums on, of kids' songs are much better. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I have to prove him wrong in order to do this. Go <laughs> and listen to this. And I downloaded it and played it for the kids. And, like, no, like, they're, it's actually an amazing album. I cannot slight it in the least. Yeah. Because Bare Naked Ladies, did they put out how many? Just one kid's album? They did just one, and that, they were really reticent to even do that. That was more of the – that wasn't so much the band's decision as their management's decision, like you have to do a kid's album. Oh, that's weird. And they went along with it and enjoyed it and did a good job with it, but it was definitely not their direction they wanted to go. So was the first They Might Be Giants album that you bought, Here Comes Science? It was. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and – uh, how old are your kids? So one of them is 10, the other one's 8. Um, and I bought it about two years ago, so I'm a little bit younger. Um, and they especially love the video. So I downloaded the album, rather than oh, yeah. the, the hard copy, and it came with all the videos. And they will sit there and watch the videos for this album all day long. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're Yeah, they're fantastic. I think one of my favorite videos is... Uh, for I'm a paleontologist. <laughs> I just love the, uh, you know, the, the, their real heads on the cartoon bodies. Just, <laughs> so it's adorable. And how, you know, Danny Weinkoff, their bassist, he wrote and sang that song and how his own kids are in it. Like he gives them a big hug at the end. And it's just adorable. <laughs> I like my brother, the ape, especially the acting that goes on in the beginning of that song, uh, with the, uh -huh. them having their little discussion. Um, and, and I don't know which John it is, but them going, ook, ook. <laughs> like, I can't help <laughs> yeah, but right? the beginning of that song. Yeah. that This, this is probably my favorite of the five kids' albums. And I don't know if it's just like, it, it sits in a good sweet spot where it's like, it's geared for slightly older kids than like, you know, like their first album, No had a bunch of really silly stuff and kind of um, and even some like lullaby type stuff. And then here come the one, two, threes and ABCs were obviously geared towards more towards maybe the four, five, six, seven year old set. But yeah, I'd say, you know, here comes science is more like upper elementary. And it's just, I mean, even, I mean, hell, if, you know, like I'm a paleontologist it's mentioning, you know, these different dinosaurs and stuff. And it's not just hitting, like, the biggies, you know? It's not just, like, no, T-Rex and stuff, you know? it's deep. Yeah. Pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this song yeah. is, I, the song that we're talking about tonight is most likely, at least in my opinion, the best song on that album. Um, because it is so educational, but it's so much fun at the same time. And it's quirky. Like, I love the quirkiness of this song. Yeah, it's uh, it's so this one's sung by uh, John Linnell, who just his pop sensibilities are just incredible. Like his his melodic prowess is just it, it shines through. It doesn't matter if it's a kid song or not. Like the 
the hooks like this song just like it's it's an earworm like i've been singing it for three days straight just in preparation <laughs> for this episode because it's just i can't get it out of my head yeah i can listen to this song like over and over and over again it doesn't really get old and what, what's what's cool about you know most of their kids songs is that uh like if you made an instrumental version, you couldn't tell that it's a kid song. Like it doesn't sound like all rinky dinky and cheesy and hokey. <clears throat> like you could even put, you could even make the song about something other than you know the elements. You could make it about something that their songs are normally about, like something dark and disturbing or <laughs> someone getting in a car accident, and like like you could still use the same music. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. I love uh, the beginning. It's got the little like clanging percussion and stuff over the like like cowbells or go go bells over that little. That's what I'm saying. Starts. I'm trying to figure out what that what that instrument is that he's playing, and it, and I there's an article, a, Q, a question and answer article that I, I sent you, a, but from Magnet magazine and i think mm-hmm. that the instrument that they're playing on the in the picture at the top of the article is the one that they're playing in the beginning of this song um but i don't know what instrument that is it looks like a ukulele but it's square shaped and it's a uh, yeah it, it's definitely a ukulele it's just got a different shaped body yeah, it's got a different sound. It sounds like almost he's holding the strings down as he's plucking it because it doesn't have any ring. It doesn't have any timbre to it. It's just like very quick and and canny with the sound that comes out of it. What I was thinking then actually is right at the beginning is um, I think it's actually a I think it's actually the keyboard and it's almost like a harpsichord type sound. Oh, Do you know what a harpsichord is? Yeah. Maybe yeah. what that is. I love it. So it's it's amazing. Yeah. I kept playing it over and over again. I'm like, I gotta identify this thing. Whatever it is, like this is a really weird, weird in a good way sound. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, just if I look at the uh, the wiki credits for this song, it doesn't have any <laughs> weird string instruments listed. No, it, so I'm I'm thinking it might be keyboard. It doesn't yeah. have any instruments other than like ones that i would guess anyways but there's ones mm-hmm. in there that they are definitely not listening that i can hear so is it okay if i kind of put down the ones that i heard do it so i heard the ukulele <laughs> um definitely heard the acoustic guitar like it kicks into the acoustic guitar when it goes right into the chorus mm-hmm. i hear a cowbell um drums yep. electric guitar and so those are the ones they list, like and the keys and and the bass guitar, obviously, are in there as well. But I, in addition to the drum set, there's a pretty strong uh, bongos uh, presence there. Yes. <laughs> but I also heard a xylophone in there. And yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely in the second second verse. There's a xylophone playing in the background. Hold on. Let me cue this up here. Mm, you know what that is? That is a toy piano. Oh, okay. Which people call a toy piano is actually, if you want to get really musically nerdy about it, which I always do, is actually a <laughs> celeste or celesta, which <laughs> is... Okay, so, <clears throat> well, to back up even further, most things that people call a kid's xylophone are actually a glockenspiel because a xylophone 
has wooden bars. <laughs> has wooden bars. Okay. Wooden bars. Okay. While a glockenspiel, or you could call it orchestra bells, has metal bars. And that's usually what you'll see when it's just like kid xylophone and it's rainbow colored or whatever. And then. Well, that's funny because we just got done talking about that on the song that we were talking about with, with BNL last week. So. So now you know. So. <laughs> and then a what a celeste is, is essentially, it looks like a tiny um, piano. I mean, an adult's celeste or celesta that you'd see in an orchestra. Um, I mean, not typically in an orchestra, but in certain features, you'd see it. Um, it's about the size of like um, maybe like a, the desk you would have had at school, you know, a little stu- a student sized desk. So it'll have a keyboard with a couple octaves and a glockenspiel's inside of it. And as you play Ooh. the keys, uh, the piano keys, it is striking the uh, the the bars of the glockenspiel on the inside of it. So, but typically people just call it a toy piano, but that little dinky, those dings, yeah, that that's definitely there in that second verse. Yeah, good good ear on that. Um, there's also a tambourine that that's that you can hear it much more at the very end of the song than you can hear throughout the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, one I wasn't sure on is the tuba. Is it an actual tuba or is that a synth? Pretending to be a tuba. Yeah, like that. Bruh, bruh, well, like this. <laughs> you hear it throughout the song, and I, like once I recognize that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I could hear it through the whole thing. But you really hear it at the elephants part of the song. <laughs> yeah. Brum, 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 brum. Yeah, let me take it. Yeah, I love the elephants part. Let me let me give that another quick listen. Listening to it a number of times, it sounds like an authentic Like, if this is a, a synth, it's a really good synth. Yeah, that's that that's got to be a synth. I think the 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 only reason I would say that, or the main reason I would say that, is that each individual note is too um, too exactly the same. Like it doesn't sound like a human blowing into something. Mm. It sounds you know like each note is exactly the same attack and mm-hmm. volume. You know, and I mean, yeah. trombone is my trombone was my first instrument and like my college scholarship instrument. So as a brass player, I'd say, I mean, either it's like the world's greatest tuba player or a really good synth sound. Yeah, so I, I'm <laughs> pretty a really sure good it's synthesizer. Synth, usually, yeah, usually those synths sound very electronic, and this does not. Like they're it, it, it sounds very authentic. Yeah, the the wealth of keyboard tones that Linnell has it has uh, his disposal these these days, I think, is quite quite vast. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing this for a while, stocking up on <laughs> tones. Yeah, but yeah, I love when it gets because I think it's the same sound that gives these really long sustained notes in the in the um, choruses. Just rah, rah. it's like real kind of <laughs> buzzing. Almost real raw. I mean, there are even times where I'm like, it almost sounds like a, like a bowed string bass. Yeah. Like just this real low gritty sound. Yeah. And I just love the groove of this song. It's just fantastic. And those bongos and tambourines definitely help. It's just like really a, really a head bobber. It is. It, it, and for such a quirky song, it is almost a rocker. It really kind of gets it moving and, and gets you feeling energetic yeah i love i think one of my favorite like little minute moments of it musically are the big drum hit going into the chorus where like for example the crush it together and diamonds are born boom 
come on, come on to me. That just like that big drum hit and that quick pause right before the chorus hits. Just uh, powerful. Like I said, like this, this, it, you know, you change the topic and it could go on any one of their other albums. Yeah. They, a rocker. They, they don't really make it a kid's song, quote unquote, in that it's like, okay, we're going to make this sound different and and elementary they they're like you know let's make this sound like any of our and the rest of our kind of music but let's make it focused on on these other topics that are educational and fun at the same time yeah and and that's exactly what uh marty said marty beller their drummer i talked to him uh last spring and that's exactly what he said because uh when he first came in his first album was The Spine, and then immediately after that, uh, they did uh, Here Come the ABCs. And he said, he's like, that's exactly how we approached it. We They were doing, and they were actually recording some of those songs at the same time, like in the same studio sessions, they would do adult songs and kid songs. <laughs> he said, when we were tracking the music, we didn't treat them any different. So I think that's what makes them so successful yeah. for the kids' songs. And back to the elephants part. That's uh, I. I love that I elephant love that. part. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Did Did you know the elephants are made of elements? That's just such a perfect, perfect phrase. What a great rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Musically, though, before we get to even, you know really delve into the lyrics, uh, so this the song is in G major, and it's playing around with, you know, it's got a lot of G's and C's and A minors and E minors, but when it gets to the elephants part, it hits an E5, so basically an E power chord, like it goes to power chords <laughs> and hits and to hit the E there, and so it gives it this like lower, beefier feel, which fits perfectly with talking about elephants. It's just yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, who led and all these elephants. Oh, yeah, you feel <laughs> the like, weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect, because it's coming off of a pretty light section with the... Stars are mostly hydrogen, which may someday fill your car. Hey, who let it all oh, <laughs> And I can't help but laugh at those, that part in the song every single time I hear it. It is, it's like this one, here's this educational song that's still light and poppy and fun. And then all of a sudden you get this really fun direction that it's like heading. And it feels like a non sequitur all of a sudden. And then it brings you right. back. Again. Like, no, we actually have something to go with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the way it gets out of that s- section where it's listing all the, all the things that are made of those four elements, and just uh, the plants, bugs, birds, fish, and the drums are just junton, 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 junton. It's that just that, like I was saying, like Marty's just like he's rocking it on the kit, just like he would for any of the other albums. <laughs> and then they go back into the nice, calm, sweet before they hit back into the rocker again. Yeah. Yeah, and the toy piano comes back in for part of it, and then yeah, it's such a good song, and I, you know, I'll, I wasn't the greatest uh, science student, I must, I must admit, which this, <laughs> I swear, this song is teaching me things, and the video, mm-hmm. the video too, like oh my the God. video, because the video, the video shows even more combinations, like I, this video is just so rack full of different pieces and parts and interesting interesting like points 
and mm-hmm. it adds to it. And, I, and and in the two like uh, articles that I read, the two interviews that I read, like they even love the fact that extra stuff comes in on this video that they didn't have into the song. They're like, it builds and makes this a better song. Yeah, yeah. Like it shows even more combinations of elements. And so the the animation was done by a company called Feel Good Anyway. And there's a little a little quote here from them. Um, <clears throat> it says, FGA, so feel good anyway, FGA's retention of junior high chemistry was totally inadequate. So we hit the books and <laughs> dialed up an expert, Eric Siegel of the New York Hall of Science, to help us create a molecular, uh, molecular model that would please both kids and their fact-loving science teachers. Our hybrid versions combine new, more complex, random electron orbits with Bohr-esque simplified nucleus. We then added some really cute faces for the ultimate in scientific accuracy. <laughs> I just love that ending there. We added some cute faces. <laughs> and it makes it more accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a funny quote from, from uh, Flansburg, too, about the album in general. Uh, science. Let's see. Where is this? Here, I got it. They got, um, so the, yeah, this guy, Eric Siegel, was consulted for the whole uh, album just so they can make sure that, you know, everything in there was accurate. And because uh, Flansburg said, quote, frankly, I was a terrible science student in high school. My last memory of the periodic table was right before I lost consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how yeah. he's like, I wish that we had had this around when I was like, they came up with the sucks. They wish that they had had something like this when they were studying science. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, but so, I, I don't so remember good. if it was if it was which of the two Johns it was that said ba- that basically like the elemental table was what really inspired this because it's so orderly and they're like w- they were coming up with like what can we sing about with science they're like this is such an easy topic right here yeah yeah everything's laid out right in front of you. <laughs> But it's funny because the song is not orderly in terms of like, let's go through. It's not like Tom Lair um, who sings like the the, the, all the different elements in the the periodic table of the time. They're like, no, we're just going to like bounce all around, but give you all this great, wonderful facts about these. And we're going to do it in a really great, fun way. Um, right. I, I love like so they're telling you about iron. They're telling you about oxygen, but they tie the two together. So you right off the bat, you get the iron pipes in the video in in the song mm-hmm. as well. But then they're like, okay, well we got to use oxygen. Well, oxygen rusts those pipes, and so you're leaping yeah. from one element to another and just kind of making all these wonderful connections. Um, and they do that in the video too. Like they're they're talking about the the sand and the concrete. Um, Oh, that was a pizza place <laughs> and the pizza place. And then in the video, like they're talking about salt. So they mentioned salt. They show the picture for salt and then they mm-hmm. come up with like, they're talking about silver. So they, they, every time they come to a combination and then an element, cause they talk about how you can have the combination of elements together to make a, a combined particle, or you can have it alone by itself. They show a combination and then an element. Mm-hmm. So they show a combination of salt, and then they show silver, and they show a fork. But on the end of the fork are French fries, and then they're pouring salt on top of the French fries. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like these guys are so intelligent with their jokes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The whole thing is great. Like, 
it's it rocks while it's still cute and educational. It's like <laughs> got everything the hair that you know that a kid could want that I could want. And, and, and I learned stuff by watching it. Like I learned different combinations. Like they were showing like all these different chemical and elemental uh, expressions uh, of like propane and sugar. <laughs> right. They wouldn't tell you what it was ahead of time. So you had to guess and then you could guess right or wrong. Yeah. It's, I mean, the song is genius and the, the video just really, yeah, adds a whole nother level to it. Like, yeah, I've got the the CD version and it comes with the DVD and it's like, I mean, my my kid's a little too small to understand most of the, this stuff right now, but uh, but just putting it on, like, there's just, you know, she just bobs her head to it because it's just like so catchy. And then like down the line, there will be more things that she'll get out of it as she understands you know the world around her i asked my son because I, I do this for the when i do the bare naked ladies children songs i talk to my kids mm-hmm. i ask them what their opinions are and my son was like i asked him like well what do you like about this song and he said everything dad everything yeah. about this song <laughs> <laughs> i'm like well can you be more specific no i like the elephant <laughs> part but i love everything <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah see it's uh I have straight say, from the uh the target demographic there exactly yeah. um i have to really say i love the drawing of the atoms like that quote that where they talk about how the atoms were designed and drawn for this video mm-hmm. it really kind of brings to life what atoms really look like like it, it it's this very complex and random form of the molecules but at the same time, it, it's kind of sticking to the Bohr configuration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's because, uh, I mean, it is a kid's album, so they have to keep it somewhat simple. But it doesn't dumb it down to the point of just, you know, being meaningless. Like, it's still it's it's still teaching <clears throat> you things. Uh, not, yeah, it, it sits right in that sweet spot of, like, teaching you some complicated stuff but not like reading like a textbook or something. Right. <clears throat> now, I don't, I don't know a lot about this band. Uh, definitely not as much as I know as about BNL. Um, <laughs> so sure, sure. They've played this song. I, I like to pull up facts though. And, and like, look at facts. Mm-hmm. They've played this song 99 times over their career do they tend to play a lot of the children's songs in concert you know when i saw them let's see i guess it was about a year and a half ago at this point uh it was it was a show meant for adults i think it was an 18 plus venue but i think they still played they still played science is real i'm sure of that um trying to think if there were any other kids songs but I mean, I'm guessing that like probably 50% of those performances were probably when they were touring on the album, you know, and doing more, you know, all ages and kids focus type shows. But I mean, I would love for them to bust this out in an adult show because it's just such a good song. I, I would have agreed with you on that, but they played it on a like the number of years that they've played this over has been mm-hmm. very like all over the place. Um, and they, they even played it last up until 2018 on April 22nd in 2018, they played it. 
Um, yes, yeah, well, like I said, I saw them in March of 2018, and and maybe they did play it. I know they played Science Is Real, but I guess yeah, if they were playing it on that tour, that's when I saw them. I they must have played it. And they even played this at Daryl's house. So for people who don't know, like Daryl Hall of Hall of Notes, like does, has his own place, like a small <laughs> little area. Um, and he actually did a TV show um, that was on cable but was also on the internet called Daryl's House or Live from Daryl's House where he brings these uh, people in to do yeah. to play with him. Excellent huh. stories. I actually wish that, that uh, they might be giants with playing with him at Daryl's House because sometimes it's just bands come in to play at this like small auditorium. Right. Um, and they played Is this song. Is there video like, of this performance? I don't know. I wasn't able to find it. Okay. I would love it if there was. Hmm. The one uh, live video I did want to watch, you know, there, there were quite a, 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 a few fan uploads of this, you know, various qualities from, you know, a cell phone or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> there is a video of them performing this when the album was still fairly new. The album came out in 2009. This was early 2010. Um, them performing on Science Friday, which is an NPR show. And oh. I think one of the articles you were talking about is from that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, let me send you a link to this and you can check this out. And I thought this would be a fun one to play because it's, it's more you know different than the album because it is just the Johns and Marty. So it's kind of a stripped down performance. Okay. Eventually we'll make it rust away Carbon in its ordinary form Is coal, crush it together And diamonds are born Come on, come on and meet the elements May I introduce you to a friend The elements, like a box of paints That are mixed to make every shade they to make a chemical compound or stand alone as they are Neon's a gas that lights up a sign at a pizza place The coins that you... So what'd you think of that there performance? I was fast-forwarding to the elephant's part. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I wonder if it isn't... I wonder if it isn't an actual tuba that they use in the studio recording of this because when they use it in the live version, they like he's got the synth there. He's got the big old keyboard there, but he doesn't go for that sound. He uses a right. a, a, a sound, but it's not anywhere near what you have in in this recording. Well, I mean, yeah, when you're doing studio stuff, there's definitely, you know, multiple layers of keyboards, you know, it's, you know, maybe you know, you know, to carry it in the three piece setup, he had to do something more with chords rather than, you know, switching sounds over. But I mean, (laughs) who knows, you know, that, I mean, I don't, you know, I really need to find out there if, uh, uh, the one, the one thing that I'm a little confused about in this recording is that, so you see Marty playing the kit. You know, he's riding the hi-hat and stuff, but then you still hear those little bongo parts. Yes. And I'm wondering if if on this performance, they if there's some sort of sample that they queued up to play along with that, because there's nobody in the shop playing the bongos. No. But you can still well, hear them. 
Uh, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is that noise? That that sound that we have at the very beginning of the song is definitely still there, but no one's playing an instrument that matches up to what that what's being played. And I think that's what you're calling the bongos. There is that that tinny da, 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 at the very beginning, um, mm-hmm. and and don't, no one's playing it. So I think that there's definitely a sample in there. Um, I love watching yeah, people play yeah. songs live, though. It's always interesting. Yeah, I like watching these little uh, like because I've I've done a couple performances on radio and it's like a whole different thing. Like getting a good sound where there's going to be bleed between the mics and like you've got to play at a more kind of reserved volume. It's definitely a weird, different kind of you know live experience to play <laughs> in a radio station <laughs> <laughs> in a very small confined space. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like when the camera's on Marty, it's like right in his face. I think that's probably because he's like crammed in a corner and there's like no room there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I think the, the most of the live videos I found were, you know, I think if I stripped it to just audio for the podcast, probably not worth playing. There's definitely some... Uh, some good video, but you know, cell phone cell phone cameras are getting better. But as far as capturing audio at a loud volume, still leaves something to be desired. So I think, let's see, is there anything else about the song itself before we get into the covers section? So you were asking before um, if there's any video of them playing at live at Daryl's house. Um, and Did you find it? there are some videos um, of several different songs of them playing there. Um, on it's it actually happened on December thirtieth in two thousand eighteen. Um, <clears throat> and I don't I didn't oh, find it for this yeah. song, but I did find a number of different ones, which it's really kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to link me to that, and I can uh, when some episodes come up with. Uh those songs i will have to play them that's uh, i'd never heard of that that is uh pretty hilarious <laughs> daryl's house and the the second one that's that's shown on this list that i'm sending you is actually the small little studio that they typically use um for live in daryl's house so oh okay so he's in he's in new york so then that makes sense yeah uh, oh they did dr worm there very nice Trouble, trouble, awful, devil, evil, uh, Mrs. Bluebeard. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. I'm going to mess that up really bad. Uh, we want to rock. Um, <laughs> they and uh, spy letterbox. Um, nice. Robot parade, Istanbul, yeah, of course. I'll have to check out some of these. Sounds like it was actually nice. quite the performance. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. I now have given myself something to like watch at ad nauseum over the next week. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, you're all set. (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, transition over into the cover section, and I'm going to send you one here um, for a guy who has become kind of a regular in the cover section. Uh, His name is Daryl Till. Uh, his uh, YouTube name is Astral B, and Astral B uh, specializes uh, in the uh, tickling the old ivories. And he's got really good piano covers of a ton of stuff. 
And so he uploaded this in June of 2010. Uh, so why don't you check out a little bit of that? See what he does with the elephants part. <laughs> that is really interesting. It sound it's slower. Um, it's definitely more melodic, um, and it's not rocking um, like the other version is. But it's I like it. I don't like it as much as the original, but I definitely like it. Um, like if I wanted to chill and just kind of sit back. And relax and listen to it uh, to a song and just kind of like uh, if I had music on the background while I'm reading or something like that like this would be like the version I would probably want to listen to. I mean, when you strip anything down to you know and you take away the percussion, especially uh, you know I th I think I think he he pounds the keys adequately to make it a rocking piano cover. I mean, if you think <laughs> you've got some some drums to it, you know then. You know, just stripping the drums away, that'll that'll do that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think love... the thing that slowed it down was the, the thing that made it more melodic and relaxing to me than than the rocker that, it, that the original is, is the speed. Like, he, he takes down the mm -hmm. beats per minute in, in doing so. Um, so it kind of brings it down and, and, and makes it calmer. Yeah, in the uh, elephant section, he still he still keeps the bum 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 bum. That's still in there. Yeah, he he's a really good pianist, and I think um, maybe some other songs more than this one uh, <coughs> really show his uh, his high skill level at uh, piano. Uh, but yeah, I would you know if you like that, I would recommend checking out the rest of his channel. He does some, and there's some live stuff he's done with accordion as well though most of his videos are uh piano focused yeah i was just actually um, slipping over and looking at some of the other stuff that he has on there so it's interesting tons of they might be giant stuff but other stuff as well okay so i'm gonna send you one more cover and if you thought that one was chill let's check out this one <laughs> <laughs> so this is i'm not sure i can't i couldn't find this guy's name uh but his youtube channel name i'm not sure it looks like it's balls to monty <laughs> balls to monty I, <laughs> I don't know what that means it sounds dirty but here he is doing a kid song so why don't you check out his version of uh, meet the elements Iron is a metal, we see it every day. Carbon will eventually make it rust away. 
Carbon in its ordinary form is coal. Crush it together and a diamond gets born. Come on, come on and meet the elements. They are introduced by friends, the elements. Like the box of fates that are used to make every shade. Oh, dude, I would listen to this while, like, laying in, like, my hot tub and just, like, <laughs> just relaxing. Um, and, like, I would be, like, soaking in all this knowledge. I'm waiting for him to see if he's going to actually, like, kick it up. Nope. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, finger picking, very gentle. Crooning. I'd love to put these two these two together in one room. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. I was kind of surprised I couldn't find more covers of this song because it is so good. It is for for a different song. It is amazing. Um, and I think one of the things that I I haven't mentioned yet. Um, uh, one of the major differences, um, and of course I'm going to compare them to BNL. BNL sticks to the to the poetry aspect in in that we're going to make everything rhyme, um, and you know the songs are always going to be on that rhyming scheme. Um, they might change up what the mm-hmm. rhyme scheme is, but there's always a rhyme scheme. Giants like likes to drift away from the rhyme scheme, and they're there to educate with music and fun and frivolity. But at the same time, like they're not going to be held and restrained by this need to do a rhyme scheme. Um, they do it more in right. this song than any of the other songs I've heard. Um, but they definitely don't feel like tied down to it. Like they're they're not going to let it hold them back. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, so I bounced over to uh, SoundCloud just to make one last search here to see if I could find anything, and I found another one. Oh, yeah. let's hear this one. Let's check this one out together. I have not listened to this yet. All right. Iron is a metal. You see it every day. Oxygen eventually will make it rust away. Carbon in its ordinary form is coal. Crush it together and diamonds are born. Come on, come on and meet the elements may i introduce you to our friends the elements like a box of paints that are mixed to make every shade they either combine to make a chemical compound or stand alone as they are so that is i'm not sure how to pronounce the username on this one either majal boot i don't know m-j-a-l and boot yeah i don't know how to pronounce that and that's on SoundCloud. And this is definitely, you know, audio-wise, the best sounding of the three because this is made more like a studio recording. Like the again, it's just acoustic and vocals, but they're both recorded really well. It sounds it's a really clean, clean cover. It is. Um, I I have to say I like the voice more on the other two versions of the of this. Um, 
but this guy's doing a, he's a little bit more rocking with the speed uh, than the beats yeah. per minutes that he's doing with this. Um, he's kind of strumming a little bit faster um, and strumming, mm-hmm. double strumming, kind of like the, dubbing, doubling up on the on the thing to keep up the speed a little bit. Um more so than the last song, which was kind of doing a simpler version of it, um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like the the playing, uh, but I definitely like the the vocal tones better on the last two versions. Yeah, this guy had kind of a, a unique timbre, I could see. But uh, even the Giants themselves are a kind of band where you'll find people that are like, I don't like the sound of that guy's voice. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, so. we hear that a lot over in the BNL community about Steve too. So people that love his voice or hate him, right, right. So, but I've I've always been a big fan of, uh, you know, I I never, you know, as a music teacher, people, you know, when American Idol was like at its height and stuff, people were like, oh, did you watch it? I'm like, I don't like those kind of singers. It's just <laughs> too, too, just like too clean, too. I was just gonna say the same. Yeah, too perfect. They they have been right. classically trained to yeah. sound in a specific way every single time. Yeah, yeah. No 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 character. There's no uh, yeah. Doesn't have that the the real life behind it. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> I mean man, manufactured. Yeah. yeah. It, it, they've they've had their natural tone trained out of them. You know, they, they go from talking like mm-hmm. this or, or singing like this kind of timbre to like, no, I'm going to clean up what's coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I like it a little bit raw. Yeah. It's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> cool. So uh, I think we have reached the final point in the show where I am going to require that you score this song from one to ah. ten with decimals uh being acceptable within one to ten all right all right um let's see i have to, now the tricky part is like scoring it because it's a kid's song um mm-hmm. and recognize so so when i score things you know and when i do my ratings my kids songs can be as high as any other song that I'm scoring because I use sure. a different level of scoring for kids songs. I realize like they're not written specifically for adults to listen to, but can I still enjoy them and still, can I still get stuff out of them and can I listen to it over and over again? Um, in terms of like a kid song, this is up there. This is one of those songs that I can listen to over and over again. I can pick new stuff out this week. I was listening to this. I think I listened to it about 20, 30 times. Yeah. And was constantly picking out new pieces of it. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would say, hmm, I would put it up around nine, nine point one. It's, it's a pretty high up there. Nine point one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Just I mean, for the exact same reasons that you said, it's and, and like how we talked about this. You know, they clearly wrote it musically as you know as rocking and just like they would any other song it just happens to be about something educational <laughs> and it's still just as catchy and just as rocking and i think out of you know they've put out five kids albums so that's i mean that's a ton of songs i think this would definitely be in my top 10 of their kids songs for sure oh definitely i mean the only one that i would put above this might be the second sun song 
And of course, I'm going to get the name way off and mess it up really bad, but. The sun is a miasma of incandescent yes, plasma. Exactly. That one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That, that, like, if I'm comparing songs, like that would be a ten on on the kids' scale, right there. And if I'm looking back at my episodes, I've only released two episodes, uh, proper episodes of kids' songs, and one was "I Am Not Your Broom" from the album No. <laughs> See, I only gave that a, I gave that a seven, and then Fibber Island, also from the album No, which I gave a six point two. I was, I'm not crazy about that song. Um, this one, I think, is knocks those two out of the park. I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go straight up eight on this one. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's a kid that's a song. Good score. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's so catchy, and I think just the fact that I haven't been able to get it out of my head for the past three days. <laughs> Uh, is a testament to how good and well-written of a song it is. It's an earworm, but at the same time, it's an enjoyable earworm. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely was not annoyed that it was in my head. For <laughs> <days>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we plugged your uh, podcast at the beginning, but why don't you, why don't you tell us uh, where, where should people go to find to listen to and to find you on social media for the Bare Naked ABCs? All right, well, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Um, you can download Bare Naked ABCs anywhere that podcasts are downloaded, but especially on iTunes and Spreaker. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important to note is so you can go to our website as well. Uh, there are times that things have that iTunes has given us a hard time. So if you ever can't find us on iTunes, you can always go to – this is a long name, but – I was like, I'm getting this this right now. Bowlingstormtrooperentertainment.com. Um, <laughs> what? Now, now the reason behind that is also that we have Aaron and I. Who, Aaron's the big they might be Giants fan out of our group. Um, Aaron and I have been working for the last 17 years on finishing up our Star Wars parody, um, <laughs> which has bowling stormtroopers in it. Um, it's actually called <laughs> Bowling for Alderaan. It's a, a parody of Bowling for Columbine. Um, and so we're like, well, what are we going to call this website? Bowling Stormtrooper Entertainment makes perfect sense. Um, so that's where the name came from. It, you know, it's kind of a weird name for bare naked ABCs, but we're like, we're going to create this and then we're going to put the video online. We're not going to expect big money out of it. It's a, it's a passion project. Um, and hopefully that will actually get up by the end of the year. That's my hope is to finally finish editing this thing. Nice. <laughs> awesome. People can find me and the podcast uh, on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod, Facebook.com slash This Might Be a Podcast. You can email me, This Might Be a Pod at Gmail. Uh, I've got a website as well. Mine's This Might Be a Podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing about bowling in there, though. I do love bowling. And you can leave me voicemails at 224 801 2930. And, uh, yeah, subscribe, rate the podcast, do the thing. And, uh, yeah, that's all of my plugs. So thanks so much, Tracy, for being on. I'm glad we could finally make uh, the They Might Be Giants portion of this uh, collaboration happen. <laughs> me as well. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll be doing What's the other song that I have you guys signed up for? 
Uh, I would have to go back and search. We're, we're talking months back at this point. Um, <laughs> I know let we signed see. up for let me, it. Let me do a command F on here and find it. Let's see. Oh, you signed up for their their self-titled track, They Might Be Giants, off of Flood. That was definitely Aaron. and That, that was Aaron's, like, I gotta get this in. Okay, so, yeah, so we'll have to make sure we get uh, the both of you on. Oh, that would be wonderful. Awesome. All right. So, thanks again, man. You're yeah, welcome. we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Team up with other elements, making compounds when they combine. Or make up a simple element formed out of atoms of the one kind. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.